Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we are doing a points league mock draft joined by Adam King. Let's go! talking about practice. LeBron James with no regard for human life. And he's going to go. Back out to Allen. History quarter. Bang! Curry for three. Wow! Unbelievable. Making it rain in New York. We the North are now we the champions. Not the destination. It's the journey. Mamba out. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys NBA and on Instagram at Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Today we are doing a uh, 12-team points league mock draft, and I am joined by the one and only Adam King from Fantasy Basketball International. How are you, Adam? Uh, good, mate. Very wet here, much like you, I think, enjoying the, the day off work. Um, yeah, with not much to do other than fantasy basketball. That's it. That's it. Yeah, so a perfect day to do a mock draft. So we are kicking it off today with the Points League mock draft, our first Points League mock on the, the podcast this preseason. And we're, we're getting stuck straight into it. The draft is off and running. We have got Nikola Jokic and Giannis off the board, picks one and two, as they probably should have. Um, and Luca off the board at pick three. So for me, those are pretty clear top three guys. I'll be picking at pick nine, and Adam, you're going to be on the turn at pick 12. Um, mm. So I, I know I don't personally do a lot of uh, points leagues, but do you are, you are you a big points league guy, Adam, or, or what's your experience with those kind of those kind of leagues there? No, not, not really. Probably much like you. I, I do. I mean, I like to do maybe one just to sort of, I guess keep across the format a little bit and and know who to draft, who not to draft. But I tend to do more category leagues um, than than points leagues, uh, and likewise, I tend to do uh, more more of your sort of your standard rather than dynasty. But I'm, I am moving into dynasty a little bit this season. With a uh, are you in the big league that we're all in the uh, the big thirty deep? Yeah, one? yeah, that got announced yeah. today on Twitter, and I'm very excited for that one. I think it's kicking off later on this week. I'm on the clock here, and um, I'm going to be going with a guy who's definitely a big points league player. Um, He's a guy that I've given a lot of shtick in the past for his category league rankings, but in a points league, I'm very happy to be drafting Ja Morant at this point because, yeah, I think he's young. Um, he's got a little bit of an injury history, but in a points league, I see him definitely as a first-round player. A couple of other guys that might be ranked ahead of him that are a little bit more older and injury-prone, like an Anthony Davis or or someone like that, but I'm going to lean a little bit more on Ja Morant at pick nine. Who are you uh, hoping to get at your pick on 12? Uh, well, it was Trey Young, but it's not Trey Young anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, look, um, oh, I don't know. Like, as you, you said, sort of with your points formats, you, you, you have to throw percentages out the window, which can be hard to do when you're so used to having them in the back of your mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I'm probably going to look at, okay, so Lamelo goes at 11, uh, I'm probably going to go with. Uh, look, I'm probably going to. I think I'm going to. It's a mock. I'm going to go with Zion. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if he plays, if he's healthy and he plays seventy games, um, he's going to he's going to rack up points because we know he gets boards. He he scores. Uh, be nice if his defensive numbers come up a little bit. Uh, and yeah, look, I'm probably going to look at. Have we got? We've probably got position requirements here. Yeah, yeah so okay. normal standard Yahoo with yeah. your point guard, shooting guard, one centre uh, league. 
Yeah, so I'm going to go with Lillard here as my second pick. Yep. Um to fill out one of my guard spots, and and I think I think he might have um a good season uh, this year. After last year, I, I only I see that as more of an outlier than what to expect moving forward. So I'm pretty happy with Lillard there. I definitely agree. I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I pretty much expect to see the normal Damian Lillard that we are going to see uh, in previous seasons this year. I'm not too worried about his injury. It seems like a bit of a freak injury to me and something he's been carrying for a little while. So I'm not too worried about that there. Um, Zion is obviously an interesting one. Much better in a points league. You don't have to worry about the free throw percentage and the lack of threes. Um, so definitely someone who benefits in that type of a build. It's back over to me now. And who do I have here? Okay, I've got a couple of guys who I'm looking at. I'm looking at Anthony Davis. I'm also looking at another big guy who benefits in a points league setting, and that's Sabonis. But I think I'm going to go again with the upside here in an Anthony Davis because in a points league, he's tremendous value. I'm a little worried about pairing him with Morant with the injury proneness, Mm. but I'm going to go with the upside here and just try and get some safer guys later in the draft because I think, um, yeah, I think both Ja Morant and Anthony Davis to me are top 10, top 10 points league players. Um, but yeah, a little bit worried about pairing the two together. But, you know, maybe the Lakers are a bit better this year and, and maybe Russell Westbrook sits down a little bit more, which helps Anthony Davis. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the, the Lakers roster and, and both LeBron and AD and their availability? Are you, are you nervous about those guys or, or what are your thoughts about them? Uh, look, yeah, I mean, I haven't drafted either of them anywhere yet. Um, oh, I mean, I'm a bit concerned. Um, I do think the Lakers will be better this year than they were last year, so I think that helps. Um, yeah, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole Westbrook thing is, is still a bit of an unknown. Um, I think I took Dennis Schroeder with a sort of a really late pick in one of my drafts. Or maybe it was the draft I did yesterday, um, which was a... Oh, it was an all-flex league, so we did a, yeah, a mock draft yesterday with 14 flex positions, uh, and I took Schroeder at, at the end of, of my draft. Um, a little bit of an unknown there. As we said, we don't know what Westbrook's going to do this season. I guess you just have to pencil him in as as playing. Um, coming off the bench, I think, uh, I said this yesterday, I, th- I think Westbrook off the bench would actually be a, a big positive for the team, but I just yeah. don't know whether he'll do it. That's, that's my concern as well. I don't know if yeah. he's got that ability to make that switch mentally. And um, I feel, I, I, I fear that the worry is that if he's not coming off the bench, he won't really want to be part of this team. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I worry about what that does with the chemistry. But again, I don't think he's good enough that if he's going to be kicking up a stink that you bend over backwards and try and, force him into the starting lineup, then you just say, okay, all right, Russ, you don't want to come off the bench, then you're not playing at all. And um, that's that. And yeah, so I, I guess that's just the concern for me with Russ. But um, obviously in, in a points league like this, he, he's a good player, but again, carries tremendous risk. Let's go mm. f- through a few of these picks that happen in this one. So I'll highlight a few of the guys. Sabonis at 25, that's awesome value for me. I was considering him with my pick in a points league. Again, don't have to worry about the free throws or the lack of threes. He's a much better points league than category leagues, uh, in my opinion. Um, Some of the guys you might notice that have fallen, Steph Curry was in the second round. Um, Someone like Tyrese Halliburton fell to the second round. Definitely better in category leagues when their threes and percentages are a bit more valuable. In a points league, those don't count, obviously. So that scoring system sort of knocks them down a little bit. Uh, so just keep that in mind if you're used to seeing the category mock drafts. Um, Anthony Edwards going at the end of the second round. I think it's a bit better in a points league. And here go a few of the other fun guys, Mobley and Cade. What are your thoughts about all those sort of three young guys? Um, let's talk about in a points league. Are you are you expecting Anthony Edwards to have a big uh, breakout season this year? I know a lot of people are pushing him right up the, the draft boards. Uh yeah, look, I think I think he'll be better. Uh, he went in a sort of mentioned earlier to your off air that we did uh, for my first sort of cash big main league last night. We did a draft, and Edwards actually went mid second round. Wow. Um, I was hoping to get him 
I was, I think I was pick three. It was a 14 team league. So I was hoping to get him with my second pick, which would have been what, 25. Um, but he actually went at about pick 18 or 17. So that's too high for me. Yeah. Um, I'm okay sort of taking him around that sort of 30 range, but I just think no fault of his own. He's being hyped up and I think he's going in in the second round. So come sort of early mid-October when draft season is sort of in full swing, um, he may be a bit rich for me, but uh, I do think he can probably sort of nudge the second round um, potentially. And and I guess Cade, Cade Cunningham sort of falls into that. Yeah. basket as well. Yeah. Um, you're on the clock here. So I am on you... the clock. DeMar DeRozan just went, who was definitely someone I was looking at. I'm looking at Jimmy Butler, but again, with the two players that I've drafted already, a little bit hesitant to draft another quote-unquote injury-prone guy. So I'm going to be going with another points league special and a guy I actually really like. I've been guilty of maybe overhyping this guy a bit too much last season, although he showed me at the end of last season why I like him, and that's um, that's De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> um, I just Man. think... He's just, he's got to come in. There's no excuse. He's got to start the season hot this year. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I don't know. I'm not filled with confidence, but again, I'm, I'm sort of, to borrow a Josh Lloyd phrase, I'm ready to get hurt again with Darren Fox. And uh, I still believe, I still believe that he can put together a, a full season um, rather than just the last two months of a great season. Yeah, look, he, he was... Next, he was my the guy I had my eye on. I had a feeling that you might take him there. Um, yep. Yeah, in this format, he's really good, and and he was he was he was great yeah. to close last season. Once he got his way, and they shipped out Halliburton, well, um, they, they didn't draft a point guard, so that that's good for Fox. Yeah, um, always helps. Who yeah. are you looking for to come up to your couple of picks? Here? Oh, look, I mean, I. I if in a perfect world I would be taking Shea, um, yeah, but word news. came out when I, I think woke up this morning that that he was going to oh, be out for a bit. Oh, there he goes. Okay, so that makes my decision a bit easier. Um, yeah, look, this is in a category league. This is sort of the range where you're looking at these guys like Chris Paul, Rob Williams, uh, who are more specialist guys, but they're built more towards category leagues. So. Um, yeah, look, oh, I don't know. There's a guy, he's a really good points. Oh, it's a mock. I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to take him. <laughs> I'm going to go Ben Simmons. Oh, um, okay. I, I do like me some Ben Simmons. Yeah, look, I I don't know. I, I Maybe it's a bit of the Aussie in me, but I'm hoping that he, he uh, is able to get back and, and get back to where he was sort yep. of two, three years ago. Um so where have they put him? They've put him as a guard. Okay. So, yeah. So I'm on the clock again. Uh, I don't know. There's another guy here I like, but again, it's a mock. Let's just... Uh, How many times are we going to hear that today? <laughs> oh, you're going to hear it every pick, I think, because it justifies <laughs> it in my head. I'm going to go Porzingis. Oh, um, okay. Yes. I don't mind yeah, that one. Again... If he's on the court, he he can be a second round guy in points formats. But yeah, let's just see how many games he actually plays. Yeah, yeah. No, I like it. I think I think he's obviously a very high upside. Probably even higher upside in a category league. Maybe a little bit less in a yeah. in a points league. But yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, Zion Williamson, Ben Simmons, Kristaps Porzingis, Damian Lillard. I feel like uh, <laughs> the injury <laughs> concerns are piling up on your team, but obviously the uh, the upside is there. Um, Maybe something to be conscious of on the on the way back. Jalen Brown was one of the guys I was looking at, so that sucks. Um, I, I am recording this one. I'm recording my screen here, and again, my mind is very much category leagues. So when I'm thinking about points leagues, there's a few things that I like to do. Is um, there's a few websites out there that I that I use that help me convert like a player's stats to to points. So when I'm thinking of of guys, I'm I'm flicking backwards and forwards to this uh, website hashtag basketball. So if you guys are watching along, you'll see me referencing that a little bit more, just so I can refresh my brain of what players are going at different points here. So there is a guy that I'm targeting, but I wonder if I can get him a little bit later. I'm gonna try and risk it. And I'm going to go with, I need a wing. 
And this guy is a very exciting young player. I'm going to go with a Scotty Barnes at this point in the draft. I think we could see a little bit of a breakout. I always get a lot of uh, passionate Raptors fans in my in my comments on, on the videos. So, And for some reason, whenever I leave them out of a breakout video or something like that, or you know the best best players in the NBA videos, then I, I get a little bit of heat from it. But I do really like Scotty Barnes. He's I've got a lot of dynasty stock in him. And I think I can see his points and assists um, coming up this year. I think we could see those defensive stats come up. And again, when you don't have to worry about his lack of threes in a points league, I think he could be someone that has a, a decent amount of upside and a, and a pretty safe floor. Um, what are your, look, we, we skipped over it because it was just before your pick, but the Shea Gilgis-Alexander news with his, um, uh, is it MCL sprain that yeah. he's got? Yeah, yep. MCL sprain. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. How does that affect your view on Shea and where you're drafting him in leagues? Uh, he's probably much like Anthony Davis. He's he's one of those guys I'm I'm not really targeting. Uh, I, I, that's not to say I think he's going to be shut down. I'd just rather leave it to someone else to worry about um, come the end of the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is obviously a, a legit thing, whereas – Sometimes towards the back end of the season, you look at these injuries and, and think, how how serious are they? Are they are they just playing it really safe? Yeah. Given we haven't even started yet, this is obviously a legit thing. Um, yeah. Look, I, I still think. I mean, an MCL sprain is. I mean, it, it's a serious injury, but it's not a, a long term thing yeah. like an ACL. Um, so, yeah. Look, I mean, it doesn't really. Probably doesn't impact my view on him too much. Okay. Um, uh, Where did you have uh, him before like, the injury? Like, did you have him in the the third or late second, or what? What were you sort of how you valuing before the injury? Yeah, probably on on the turn, sort of there, so mid twenties. Um, something like that, which I think is about where he was going. I don't know what his ADP is, but um, yeah, for for me, it's it's probably. Uh, I don't know. I, I'd like to get someone a little safer in the second round yeah, than, than I would, him. So. I would agree now too. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, and on the flip side, I think the Lonzo news scares me. Oh, absolutely! Um, that came out this morning, so I think he's. Oh, that was the guy him. that I wanted to come back to me. Fuck. Oh, there you go, Julius, Julius Randall. Randall. <laughs> yeah, I thought he might slip a few people's names uh, because he's ranked so much worse in a in a yeah. category league. Um, damn. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> no, no, just touching on yeah, Lonzo. I think I mean I was I was okay with taking him probably. 100, anywhere from 100 down. Um, And, I mean, if you've got IR spots, obviously you could still grab him and throw him in your IR spot. But, yeah, look, this – I mean, this worries me. This is the third surgery or something that he's had and it just doesn't seem to be improving. And, um, yeah, it it does scare me a little bit. Unless I've got multiple IR spots, I don't think I'm drafting him. Yeah, me too. I think – like, I think this is the same kind of thing they said um, eight months ago when Mm. he was supposed to be out for – you know, what was it, six to eight weeks or four to six weeks at the time? And obviously, it's been a long time since. So, uh, and they're going to take it extremely cautious on him, even when he does come back. So, I don't think the upside is there as much as we would have thought it would have been if he was completely healthy. So, yeah. yeah. Um, couple of interesting picks to come off the board since then. Um, I think Fred Van Vliet was an interesting one at 44. I think that was good value. I considered him at my pick, but again, I'm just a little bit worried about his injuries and the minutes loads. And with Anthony Davis and Sharma mm. Rance, I wanted someone a bit safer in terms of, uh, I feel like, their availability. Um, the Randall one, obviously, I was hoping that he'd come back to me, um, but people have switched on in this draft here. And then Paolo Boncaro went at, what pick was that? That was at pick number 52. <laughs> Um, probably better in a points league. Uh, and then Josh Giddy goes as well. Again, another another good points league guy. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Did you think the Shane News elevates Giddy in your eyes at any point um, at all? Uh, look, I don't know if it elevates him, but it probably solidifies him a bit. Like right. I think it, it, it just uh, reaffirms taking him. I, I still think he's going a bit early for me in category yeah. leagues. Um in a points format, he's good. But, yeah, category leagues, I think the the jump that people are expecting is is pretty significant and one that we don't see very often. So, yeah, he's another guy that I haven't taken just because he's um, oh, shit. ADP at the moment. Jalen Green. Yeah, that's who I had my eye on as well. <laughs> I literally Green. just put him in my queue. Yeah. Ah, that sucks. 
That's what okay. happens when you draft with people who know uh, what they're doing. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm going to have to go with the guy who I think is a pretty similar kind of prospect to Jalen Green this season. I kind of view them pretty similar, although I think the upside in this guy is not as high as Jalen's, and I'll go with Keldon Johnson from the Spurs. And I think, obviously, don't have to worry as much about his percentages and the lack of steals is not, and, and defensive stats is not as impactful in a points league. And, and he'll have plenty of usage this season, so um, don't have to really worry too much about that. Um, all right, so coming up to you in a couple of picks, who are you looking at at this turn? You, you're going to go for some more injured, injury-prone guys? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to try not to. Robert um, Williams is there. He is there. Uh, I'll, I'll probably pass him, pass on him and let someone else take him. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I've got my eye on a, on a couple of guys here, and, and I am trying to get some players that are a little more uh, robust than right. what I've picked so far. So, yeah, look, I'm looking at Colin Sexton as potentially oh, um, yes. here. Yep. I don't mind Sexton at, at around this pick, even in a category league, actually. I don't mind Sexton yeah, around, getting, getting up to it. around here. Um, he is coming off an injury, but it was a it was sort of a one-off thing. It's not yeah, something not, that's, that's lingered. And, I don't really view him as like a, a risky type, personally. Yeah, no, no. And I think he's just going to... Yeah, I'm going to draft Sexton there. Um, we are flying then, through this draft, by the way. We are. It's good. Uh, <laughs> and then, so the, the next guy I'm looking at is, is a points league specialist. So a guy that I think, um, warranted or not, he he's going to shoot the ball a lot. He's going to grab some rebounds. Won't get a lot of defensive numbers, but uh, RJ Barrett in a points league. Yeah, he, I love it. He's uh, good. He's generally yeah, I think he's a little bit more trustworthy in terms of injuries. He, he hasn't really had a significant injury at all. So, yeah, look, I'm okay with Sexton and, and Barrett there. Christian Wood goes off the board next, and he was definitely someone who I was looking at. Um, all right, who am I looking for next? Coming up to me in a couple of picks. I probably need to... Oh, Kevin Porter Jr., I like that. Don't mind that pick at all. Yeah, that's probably he. I had Kevin Porter Jr. sort of probably as it was him and Sexton were probably the guys I was looking at there. I still don't have a center, so I better rectify that. Yeah, I'm looking at a big man here myself. I'm just deciding between two guys, between John Collins and Jakob Pertl. Um Jakob, I feel like, is a nice, safe guy when he's on the Spurs. Yep if he's going to be on the Spurs to finish the season, that's the question. But I still think, I still think that if he is traded, he should be a starter regardless of where he goes. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Jakob there. Um, I just think he's a really good player. I think he's someone that is underrated in a lot of, a lot of NBA and fantasy circles. Um, and I think with obviously DeJounte gone, um, you know, maybe there's extra rebounds there for him. Obviously, DeJounte was grabbing a lot of rebounds. I don't think that Vassell and Keldon are, you know, replacing all of those rebounds for him. So some of them will go to Jakob. And I think, obviously, he's he's just a really solid guy who um, obviously don't have to worry about his free throw percentage in this kind of a format. Um, no, no, Pirtle's good. He, he went really late in our draft last night, actually, surprisingly late. And he's I was... someone who's constantly underrated, I find. Um, yeah. He's just a... Boring name. Uh, obviously, the threat of him getting traded is in everyone's mind as well. But um, would you would you see a scenario where he's traded and he comes off the bench on a different kind of team? I don't really see that scenario. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, obviously, the fact he that he can't stretch the floor does limit his upside a bit. So yeah. he, he's he's pretty one dimensional offensively, but his defensive um, capabilities are more than enough to keep him on the floor. And, and yeah. a lot of teams could do with a nice uh, rim protector. So yeah, look, I don't see him being traded and, and being moved to an 18 minute bench no. role yeah. anywhere. Um, he could go from say, I mean, the Spurs could roll him out there for 30, 32 minutes. He could yep. get back to, I don't know, 26, 25, but even in, in I think 25 he was, minutes. I think he was under 30 minutes a game last year as well. Um, so I think he, he, he can produce pretty well in, in a limited role. Uh, I don't think he was as low as like 25. So there is a little bit of downside. Yeah, um, so just pulled up his numbers. So he was at 29 minutes last year um, and the 55th ranked player. 
Yeah, uh, in a point in a points format. So, yeah. um, I think I got him at sixty four there. So I, I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. There's obviously upside yeah. while he's on the Spurs. A little bit of downside if he is traded, but um, yeah, I think that that's fine. Yeah, yeah, completely fine. Okay, who have we got coming up next? So. I'm going to start to look at my queue here, see if I can get ahead of the game this time around. I feel like I've been playing a little bit of catch-up. Um, I'm looking at a few guys. Who's come off the board? Devin Vassell goes. Probably a better category league guy than a points league, but I think at this kind of spot, it's pretty fine. I'm, I'm in on Devin Vassell. Like I know I took um, Keldon Johnson with my previous pick, but it wouldn't surprise me if Vassell's the one that sees the bigger spike in usage and it's not Keldon, but um, yeah, I, I know you're, you're keen on him as well, especially in those category leagues. Yeah, I've put, uh, I've invested a lot in him this season. I think I've got him in pretty much every league that I'm in. Yeah. Um, got him in my big league last night. So yeah, I'm expecting big things, but in a, in a points league like this, I think Keldon, I'd go Keldon over Vassell for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would agree. Um, Jamal Obviously, Murray, I agree. I, like I took that. I took the pick. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in on Jamal Murray. I, again, I'm not really concerned about his um, injury and how they're going to use him coming back. Um, oh, there goes Russell Westbrook at pick 74. Mm. Too early for me. I know he's a better points league guy, but I'm just I'm just shit scared of of what his role and minutes are going to be. Uh, and obviously, we spoke about that earlier. But I just don't really want the risk of of uh, of Westbrook. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, if he's on the court, this is a great pick. If he's playing 30, 32 minutes, because purely out of him being Westbrook, he's going to he's gonna be getting stats. But, yes, just a little bit of uncertainty there. Although, I mean, we are getting to that point in the draft now where you can take some flyers. So. Yeah, I mean, we're still at, what, what is that, round seven? So we've still yeah. got a few, few more of our starting roster spots to go. I mean, maybe with your last starting spot in a points league, I'm okay with it, but... I don't know. I think that the risk of him just not playing at all after one month is legit. And uh, mm. yeah, it's it's enough. There's still enough value on the board for me to, to pass on that personally. Uh, oh, yeah. and there goes my guy, Jabari Smith. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's perfect. I think that's around where I want to take him in the points league. I'd have him higher in a category league, especially if I'm punting field goal percentage. But I'm, uh, I'm in on Jabari. I know you stole him on one of our other mucks, mocks that we did earlier in the preseason. Um, so I imagine you kind of view him similarly to me in, in terms of him having potential top 60, top 50 upside. Yeah, yeah. I think in uh, yeah, category leagues, he, he is built more towards category leagues because of his defensive numbers. He's not going to score 20 a game like Bankero might. So I think in category leagues... He would be the, my first rookie off the board, although that's Agreed. not happening in a lot of leagues. He, yep. he isn't the first. He's the second or the third. So Yeah, there's good value in him. All right, I'm coming up You're on coming the up, board, yep. and John Collins just got stolen from me. Um, Okay, Trey, Trey Jones. Okay, at 80. Mm. Interesting. Um, All right, who am I picking here? Robert Williams. He's still there. <laughs> I feel like this would be about where he, he again in a points league he's much less valuable um, yeah. shit okay um, Kyle Kuzma Kuz is a good points league guy alright let's go let's go the Kuz I think he's obviously I'm not a huge fan of him when it comes to um when it comes to category leagues, but I do... Oh, there goes Robert Williams. I do like him in a points league a bit better. You don't have to worry about the percentages and yep. um, you know the defensive stats are less important there. So I think he's still going to get his shots. A little bit worried about Chris Dupps and Beal taking usage away from him. But again, they're not the most healthy players in the world. So I think yeah, that's I'm about glad, his spot. I'm glad Williams went there because I, I almost felt inclined to have to take him at, at this spot, but yeah. now I don't. So yeah. I can take... Uh, I can take this guy instead as my center, Jalen Smith. Oh, um, yep. Sticks, yep. I like yep. it. I like him there. And then I feel like that's enough safe players, so I'm going to go have a <laughs> so I'm go with another injury guy really high on him last season, Michael Porter Jr. Um, again, in a, in a points league, I, I think he'll score, he'll get rebounds, he'll, uh, he'll do a bit. So, uh, yeah, injury risk, of course, but um, 
I like Michael Porter Jr. So I just Carlos there. He wanted he wanted MPJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm hoping he can he can bounce back uh, to, to close to where he was two years ago. All right, now I'm crossing my fingers that Clint Capella gets back to me um, because I think I need another centre. I've only really got Yucca Pertle on my team right now, and with a Yucca, sorry, with a Clint Capella, you don't have to worry about the free throw percentage or the lack of threes. So I think that he's going to be a pretty steady source of rebounds. I am a little bit worried about a Kongu. But mm. even if he does shift to the bench and plays 22 to 24 minutes a night, he still will be decent and rosterable. So it all is not lost if that does ha- Fuck! Okay. All Back right. to the drawing well, yeah. board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I shouldn't while, have, you think of, while you think about that, yeah. So in turn, I, I'm much the same. Like I think Capella in 24 minutes is still fine. But... Um, Based on the eye test, I really like a Kongwu. Like I, I, I would love it if the Hawks just slotted him in as the starter and gave him twenty-eight minutes a night. I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. a Kongwu looks so good out there. Um, he's slightly undersized, but um, yeah, I, I just think he looks, he looks the the part, um, and, and could be a, a long term, a really nice option at centre for them. I've gone. Uh, I've gone Kyle Lowry instead. So I've gone from big man to old point guard. Uh, I've completely flipped the script there. Uh, but I think obviously Kyle Lowry. I know he's old, and I, I'm usually not a big fan of drafting older players in general. I drop them down a little bit. But Miami's um, rotation is pretty thin, and I think they're mm. going to have to rely on Kyle Lowry playing uh, decently heavy minutes load again. It should be in the 30s. He's going to get you the assist. Um, the steals will still be there. Um, he's not a terrible rebounder for a guard. So I think at where did I get him? At pick 88, um, you don't have to worry about the, the field goal percentage, obviously. So I think that's about a little bit of value there for, for Kyle Lowry. And um, yeah, I think that's where I go from him. Keegan Murray then goes straight away after. Clay Thompson after. Again, not a big fan of Clay. Obviously, in a points league, you don't get his value of threes. Um, sure, he might score a lot. He was getting a whole lot of usage when he came back last year um, from injury. And I feel like they were kind of like forcing the ball to him a yeah. little bit. Um, I don't know if they do that this year. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on Clay and, and his mix with Jordan Poole um, this season? Yeah, I think I'm much the same. I think they they just needed to get the ball in his hands as much as possible to just to give him that feel for the game back. Because obviously, you can, as with any sport, you can train and train and train and train, but it's very different to actually playing. And so, I think their their goal was to get him back to game sort of readiness by the playoffs, which they did. Um, but the the method um, to do that was forcing the ball to him a little bit more. So I think now that now that he's got uh, those games under his belt and the ascension of, of Jordan Poole as well, who looked really good, um, yeah, I think Clay probably just eases off a bit. Uh, and I actually think if you can draft um, Jordan Poole, if, if, you, if you pick Curry with your first pick, um, getting Jordan Poole sort of in that seventh round is, is a really nice idea because if Curry is managed at all or, or rests or gets injured, Jordan Poole gets a massive bump. So, do, do you, or, Are you a big, like, do you um, handcuff often or is that something that you just sort of, if it's there, it's there, but you're not going to seek it out or, or how do you approach handcuffing? Yeah, I mean, I don't, the only time I do it is if the player that you're actually um, using as the handcuff has standalone value. So I'm not sort of drafting someone that could, be valuable if someone gets injured. So someone like Poole is probably going to be a top 70 sort of guy anyway with top sort of 40 upside if if Curry goes down or Clay goes down. Yeah. Um, and I guess it may sway my decision a little bit if I'm looking at, um, yeah, like if, I, if it was between, say, Jordan Poole and, um, I don't know, Marcus Smart or something at pick 80, if I had those two guys and I had Curry, I might lean towards Poole just for that fact. That that may influence my decision a little bit. Yeah. Oh, man. Jalen Suggs going. I was just putting him in my queue there. I, I'm pretty keen on Suggs this year. And obviously, in a points league, you don't have to worry about his atrocious field goal percentage. I think he can take a step up. And um, the addition of Paolo Banquero, I think, actually helps him take, take just take the pressure off him and, and takes the... Uh, takes the 
the ball out of his hands a little bit and, and gets him a bit more open uh, looks. And I think he, he should be someone that takes a big step in year two. Um, I'm hoping that I can get another guy that I like coming back, maybe a Markel Fultz. PJ Washington is on my board as well that I like. Spencer Dinwiddie is on my board as well. Some of these guys that I think shine a bit more in a points league, especially the Spencer Dinwiddie pick, who I'm not a big fan of in a category league, but Mm. he's fine at this kind of a range. So what have I got? Three names. Three names I've just put out there. Let's see if they all go through here. Well, there goes one. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Anthony Simons. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm keen on him too. People shy away from him because he doesn't score a lot of points, um, but the assists, steals, blocks... Um, uh, pretty good for a center. I hope I hope we can see a bit more rebounding from him. Is the only thing mm. that I don't love from your sort of center spot. And then goes Stephen Adams. Okay, so up to me now. Deciding between a Fultz and a Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, now Dinwiddie could benefit with the absence of Jalen Brunson. So I think I might go there. You don't have to. Feel free to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, I'm sorry, mate. I'll, uh, I'll take him off your hands yeah, there. Spencer right. Dinwiddie on the, uh, on the ball, boys. How's my roster looking? Who are you looking for now that I've sniped uh, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, from you? Yeah, well, my, my first sort of three guys have gone there. Um, uh, so what are we at? Pick 100 and 108 for me. Um, yeah, look, maybe... I don't know. Someone like Dylan Brooks, I don't mind here. Yeah. Um, wh- whether I think he's a good player or not, the coaching staff do, and so he, if he's healthy, he's going to play. He's going to take shots. Uh, Gary Trent was another guy I didn't mind in this range. They're just off um, the board, but he's gone, so I don't need to take him. Um, yeah, I actually, I actually don't mind. Uh, Markel Fultz in this area as well. Uh, payback. Come on. Leave him. <laughs> now I want Fultz even more. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm probably a little bit higher on Fultz than, than I think the consensus. Yeah, uh, I, I like him. He was he was throwing out crazy amounts of assists last season when he came yeah. back. Um, don't know if that sticks around, but I, again, with the Gary Harris injury, I, I, I think he's assured more minutes this year. Yeah, ah, so we'll you go, did it. We'll go Fultz there, um, uh, and I might well the other guys there too. So I'll go Dylan Brooks. Uh, bang bang, okay, as well. So yeah, I think two. I mean, Brooks has his injury concerns, but um, yeah, no, I, I like having Fultz on my team. I, I just think he's starting to figure things out, and and he was pretty good to close last season, uh, and and I think even though Cole Anthony. He's still there. I I think they probably view um, Fultz as their point guard. So I, I think I'm hoping he can get 30 minutes a night and and be close to sort of I don't know maybe eight assists. Maybe that's maybe that's reaching a bit high. I don't know, but it wouldn't be completely out of the realms of possibility. Um, I might have him projected a little bit below that, but mm. it could happen. Um, I I see Cole Anthony more being the guy that comes off the bench and Fultz and Suggs being their backcourt. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there's a possibility that all three of them get close to 30 minutes a night um, and they run like a, a sort of a three-guard rotation um, kind of thing there. All right, it's up to me now. Uh, okay, I'm looking at a couple of guys here. Pretty uninspiring picks, although let's go with someone who's got a little bit more upside. I, I'm i going to go with Brandon Clark here. I think he... he Benefits a lot in categories with his field goal percentage, but again, the the threes that he's not going to shoot are going to be good in a points league here. I think that there is an outside chance that even when Jaron Jackson Jackson Jr. comes back, that Brandon Clark is still a starter and they move Stephen Adams to the bench. If, if Clark comes out and absolutely crushes it and looks really good, it wouldn't shock me that if he stays in the starting lineup. I think there's about a 30% chance, so I, I still would predict Stephen Adams to be the starter when JJJ is back, but it, it wouldn't shock me if it's not uh, him. What, what are your thoughts on that, and, and um, do you think he's around this kind of a value on, in a points league? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, as you said, a lot of his value does come from his efficiency, but 
at least to start the season, he could be sort of combined two blocks and steals, maybe two and a half. Um, he had big numbers in college. He did, yeah. Uh, and so, no, I'm, I'm pretty high on him. I mean, I've been high on him since his rookie season. Um, and, yeah, look, I, I think there's a chance he, he starts alongside Jaron Jackson. They went with that lineup last season down the stretch a little bit. Um, and even if it's not starting, they did close games quite a bit. So I really, really like the, the, the fit of Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark together. And, and I know that quite a few of the Grizzlies beat reporters and, and that sort of thing, they're, they're quite high on that pairing as well. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to see that happen. I think that's the way they probably should go. I don't know if they're ready to do it this season, but I think eventually it's going to end up that way. And I think what a what better like reason to do it this season than, you know, when if a guy comes out and plays really well, um, mm. they're just to reward him by keeping him in the starting lineup. And obviously, you're not going to keep Jaron Jackson on the bench. So, um, no. sorry, Stephen Adams. Uh, I think you're the, the old man out there. That's how I would run it. I'm... The Grizzlies never fill me with confidence with anything no. they do, <laughs> but no, um, but it could it could stay that way. So I think there's guaranteed production at the start of the season with the upside that it continues longer than maybe we are all expecting. So um, yep. for that reason, I do really like Brennan Clark around that pick, sort of a hundred zone. I got a bit, bit of value there. Isaiah Jackson went just after me in the tenth round. I think that's about where I'd want to be taking him, um, especially. You know, maybe I'm happy last starting roster spot to take him and then go a bit safer with your first bench option. But anything earlier than that, I think it's too big of a risk. Um, they literally went out and signed DeAndre Ayton in the offseason. So they're not viewing Isaiah Jackson as their future star center. So that's my concern that even mm. if we expect Miles Turner to be traded, um, I do expect that to happen at least at some point. So, but it might be the deadline. And then you're carrying Isaiah Jackson for that whole time. Maybe they trade for Gendra Aiden again, and um, you've been waiting all that time, and it's for nothing. So I'm a little bit hesitant with Isaiah Jackson as much as I love him. Um, but I think at that spot, that's a probably in the earlier range of where I would go, but I think it's fine at that spot. But earlier than that, I'm not too keen. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Isaiah Jackson? I feel like I'm asking everyone I get on the show about um, Isaiah Jackson because he's, he's really tough for me. Yeah, he is... Um... He's obviously a bit of a sort of a fan favourite, or in, in terms of in fantasy circles. But yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm a little bit concerned as well. Um, and oh, a number of levels, I suppose. His ankles don't seem sturdy. Um, he, he injures, he, he gets injured ankles quite a lot. Um, so I'm not sure, even if he's sort of healthy and playing, they'll actually give him more than about 26 minutes. Turner's still there. Jalen Smith looks really good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as you said, they they wouldn't have gone out and and signed Aiton if they had viewed Jackson as their long term um, solution right, yeah. at centre there. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit like you. Like I I would I would much rather Jalen Smith over Isaiah Jackson. Um, as we saw here, I took him whenever that was yeah. quite a few rounds ago. I think so. he's much safer. And and how much the question is again, how much are they going to play Jalen Smith at power forward? No, they said he's going to be their starting power forward, but mm. that doesn't mean that he's getting all of his minutes at power forward. So, um, you know, whether that cuts into Isaiah Jackson's, he, he can be good in limited minutes. Don't get me wrong. Um, yes. So he's not going to be, you know, outside the top 200, but he might not be, you know, top 130 or anything like that. We can't necessarily expect that from a player who's playing those limited minutes, but... No, yeah. no, and still very young and inexperienced as well. So, yeah. um, so you're coming up here. A few, I'm coming few up. I'm crossing picks. my fingers. Uh, I know as soon as I'm going to say his name, he's going to be taken off the board, but I'm crossing my fingers that Zubats gets back to me. Um, I feel like he's sliding down the board a little bit. He's a bit of a boring pick, but I don't see anyone really challenging for minutes at the centre. Yeah. And... Um, so I'm hoping that he can get back to me. I think he's got a bit upside if he plays like 30 minutes a night. Um, oh, shit. And there he goes. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Okay, so back to the drawing board. Um, okay. That really hurt. All right. So in that case, maybe I go with a bit more of a fun upside guy. Oh, shit, it's up to me. That came around quick. Um, who went just before? Bobby Portis. All right, so I'm looking at either a guy I don't love in category leagues in Aaron 
Gordon or taking a bit more of a swing and going with a Jaden Ivy type. Mm. Um, I feel like it's a bit early for Ivy, so let's let's go one more safer pick with Aaron Gordon. We've got four bench players to go on this roster, so I'm going to go with a bit more upside in my last three picks. But Aaron Gordon, I think, is pretty safe and secure and much better in a points league format, so he's going to be my pick there. Yeah, coming up to me, um, hmm. not really set on anyone here. Uh, yeah, we are. We're sort of into our bench now. So um, there goes a Kongwu. Yeah, he was sort of. I had him on my queue too. Yeah, he was thereabouts. Um, oh, look, I'll draft this guy. So I'm going to take Karis Levert with my first. Yep, that's a good. I, I like him it's definitely in a points league. Yeah, points league, and I think if the uh, if the Pacers do bring him off the bench to run that second unit, I think he could actually have a, a decent season. Yeah, I'd almost so, prefer him to come off the bench. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then the other guy I've got, who is a guy that the, I seem to be getting him in, in a few spots, but Chris Duarte, I would have rathered uh, Matarin here, but he went. He went a few picks ago, I think. Yeah. yeah, so so I would rather him in a points league, but Duarte, I think he is he's going to get minutes. Um, and he was oh, you're up again here, so yeah, yeah, Duarte not exciting at all, but uh, I think he's fairly solid. And you've gone with Jaden Ivy, yeah. So he came came yeah. back to me, so I'm pretty happy to get him there. A bit of upside yeah. there. I I really like Jaden Ivy as a player. I didn't like his fantasy translation in a category league, but his scoring and potential assists. Um, he could even get some defensive stats. Um, he's super athletic, so those kind of guys can can get those sort of stats that you um you might not expect or, or or something like that. So I'm pretty happy to get him there. Lou Dort was another guy I was kind of considering, again, with the Shane news, maybe if things go south real quick that he could step up and have a bit more of a high usage role again this season. But um, obviously he went before me. And then uh, Bones Harlan and Walker Kessler are going straight after me. So these are excellent late-round picks in my opinion. I think there's a lot of upside in, yeah. in all of those picks there. Um Walker Kessler, what are you expecting with him and the Utah Jazz rotation to start the season? Um, do you think that he's the starter? Do you think he can get minutes in the mid-20s? What, where do you sort of see Kessler this year? Uh, I hope he's the starter. Uh, I would love it if he is um, because I think just the the upside. And, I mean, I, it, to me it makes very little sense to not start him, given their trajectory and what they're hoping to do this season, why wouldn't you throw yeah, him I in agree. there and just let him go? Um, starting doesn't Trade necessarily okay. mean he's going to be um, 30 minutes, but even if he's 24, 26 minutes, uh, I think just the upside in blocks alone is enough um, for him to have value. So I, yeah. I love him as a, a late-round pick in any format, really. Trey Mann just went, and I think that's the first time I've seen him drafted in a mock draft. Um, yep. Bold, I guess. I, I think the the person drafting him there is hoping for a bit of value with the Shea Gilgis-Alexander injury, maybe. Um, yep. I can kind of see it. I, I liked Trey coming out of the draft, but yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess it all boils down to to what's happening with Shea and if he does miss more time in the, in mm. the season or if he will be there opening night, but... We don't really know just yet, and I guess it's fine at this point in the draft. Maybe there's some other guys I might prefer. Yeah, yeah. Where are you on? I mean, he hasn't been drafted yet, but uh, I just happened to see his name there. But where? And someone asked us this on on Twitter, I think, earlier today. But where are you on Mo Bamba? Um, oh yeah, I did see I did see a response there. I mean, I'm down on Mo Bamba. I see him strictly as a backup in like an 18 to 20 minute a night role. Um, so. Yeah, I'm pretty down on him. Don't think yeah. he's going to be troubling leagues too much. Obviously, he still has upside, and he still should be drafted, I think. But I've seen people reach inside the top 100 to get him, and yeah. um, I, I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah, that's um, much the same there. Um, uh, what do we got? Still a while till, till you're yeah, coming. So- Any positions that you need to fill? I'm just looking at my bench here. I'm very guard-heavy. I feel like um, I've got a lot of forwards on mine. I mean, I don't know why Brennan Clark is a small forward, power forward, eligible <laughs> player. Um, that doesn't really make much sense to me. So maybe I'm a bit light on centers. I've only got two centered rosters, uh, rostered players on my team with Jakob Pertl yes. and Davis. So maybe I can do with another center there. 
Um, but yes. I don't pay too much attention to that kind of stuff as long as I've got, you know, at least all those positions filled and maybe one extra guy that can take that. Yeah, take that position. I'm not too stressed about it. Um, what about you? Uh, yeah, guard heavy. I, I think so. I don't. Yeah, I probably need to get. I have two centers as well. Um, so probably looking at getting at least at least one forward with my next pick. Um, but yeah, much like you, I think as long as you can fill those roster spots enough, um, two centers, I think, is enough. I yeah. don't think you need to have a third one um, yeah. unless someone's sort of jumping off the board at you. But, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm not necessarily going to push someone above anyone else no. because of their position at this point in the draft. I'm just trying to get the guys that I think are the best upside and yeah. and, and give it a try from there. So, yeah, we'll... Um... Yeah. All right, so, so coming any, up... Some... Any... Sorry. Yeah, who's who's on your radar at the moment? Who have you who um, are you looking at? I'm looking at some flyer types now. So one of my favourite ones is Tari Eason. I've popped on no. my my th- my queue there. I don't know if I'll go there this pick or whether I save him for the next pick. I've got Hartenstein on the queue, uh, and I've also got a couple of points league guys that are obviously not guys I consider in in category leagues. In John Wall and Bagley, um, I'm probably. Not going to go that way and see if I can get one of them on the way back. But again, yeah, I'm just looking at pure upside at the moment. Yeah, here we go. You're, so you're up. Who went? I'm just having a look. Okay. D'Anthony Melton, Drummond, and Beverly. All right. Yeah. Um, what pick is this? Is this the second, second to last? All right, I'm yeah. going to go with... I'm gonna go with my guy here. I'm I'm keen on this dude, Tari Eason. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should undo that pick. No, I, I, I know. I'm I'm big on Tari Eason. Yeah, I think that I love he's got just scope to be awesome. It might take a bit of patience. I've I've told uh, others that I've been on the podcast. He's my Alperen Shingun of this year. Um, just yeah. a guy that I'm really, um, really passionately on, and uh, I, I I hope that he can find some minutes. It it might not happen, but yeah. I'm pretty keen on him. Yeah, no, that's that's who I was going to take, and now I don't want anyone because I'm upset. <laughs> um, There's still a couple of guys there. Yeah, look, I'll, yeah, I'll go Patrick Williams. Um, I've got him in a few mocks, Patrick Williams. Yeah, not not as exciting, I don't think, in a points league. But yeah, I agree. He's going to get minutes. So, um, yeah, there's not a ton of upside here, but, but there's some. Uh, oh, man. Into the dregs now. Um, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't really like this either. But to open the season with uh, with Lonzo out, I'm going to go Alex Caruso. I know he's he won't score a lot, but he he could play 30, 32 minutes a game if yep. Lonzo is out. And yeah, I just like Caruso so. I think I'd prefer him in a point in, in sorry in a category league oh, to yeah, points. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just because his yeah, his value there is a little bit higher. Yeah. I've got two guys I'm tossing up here between Hartenstein and Bagley. And I would usually take Hartenstein. Yeah, Bagley's um, yuck. Bagley but. is gross. <laughs> um, but in a points league, yeah. I think he's much better. I think they're going to start him. Um, they liked how he fit next to Cade last year. It might suck, but I think I think honestly, in a points league, he he scores better than Hartenstein. Um, yeah, uh, assuming yeah. that he he is the starter, which I think he is. So I'm going to mm. go with Marvin Bagley with my last pick. I hate it. I feel dirty, but um, I yeah, think I think in a points do. league, it's it's much much better. And um, I wouldn't bother in a category league, but here he can definitely. It can definitely put up some points. Yeah. All yeah, right. So there's yeah, not much left on the board. Not much left. Poku now. went. Trey Murphy went. A uh, couple of guys we see, obviously, as sleepers. I think Trey Murphy's probably a better uh, category league guy, personally. But again, it's hard to hard to fault a lot of these guys. DeAndre Hunter is an interesting one, um, especially mm. in a points league. He's pretty empty stat otherwise, but I think that's a decent pick in points leagues. Um, so I like that last pick there um, at 163. A few picks left. Um, while while we finish up this draft here, Adam, what what have you guys got going on over at um, Fantasy Basketball International? Uh, so 
Yeah, look, it's busy. Um, we've got our draft-only leagues are pretty much done, I think, now. Um, so I think we'll be transitioning into our redraft leagues over the next few days. Um, we're just, yeah, wrapping things up with a few few draft-only uh, leagues. The World Cup, they'll be releasing information about the World Cup if you want to be in that. Um, as well over the next few days, um, similar to, I mean, most people listening to this are probably at least aware of the league, the big tournament that Josh is yeah, running. locked on fantasy basketball bowl. Um, very similar to that, I think. Um, so, yeah, multiple leagues, um, winners come together at the end. Uh, we've got, yeah, look, I'm, I'm still sort of, I guess, getting used to doing videos and doing podcasts and that sort of thing. So slowly churning out some content. Um, over the next, well, month until the season starts and then we'll have some regular shows during the week uh, once we're up and running. Uh, and I think um, Matt also just released his player rankings, his redraft uh, rankings projections. So oh, cool. that is also... Check that one out for sure. Also up, yeah. So so no, we're, we're slowly building. Slowly yeah, definitely building. definitely good. some good content for you guys. Um, I always stay tuned to the videos you guys release and uh, I would encourage all of my listeners and viewers to do the same. Check out their YouTube channel and, and subscribe over there. They've got some good stuff and we always want to promote good fantasy content out there. Um, to round the draft off, James Wiseman and Dennis Schroeder went. I, I like Wiseman a bit more in a points league. Let's um, wrap this one up by just going through our teams to finish up there. I'll start with mine. Um, started the, 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 the draft with Ja Morant, obviously excellent points league guy, and followed up with Anthony Davis. So in my opinion, those are two top 10 guys in a points league. Obviously, you've got a bit of injury risk. So after that, tried to go a little bit safer, although De'Aaron Fox was my, my next pick. But I think... I feel pretty good, and obviously I'm pretty high on him. Scotty Barnes to finish on that. And then a lot of safe, boring guys after that with Pirtle, Keldon Johnson, um, uh, Brandon Clark a little bit later. All those guys I feel pretty safe with. I think that they're all in line for bigger roles this year um, with a bit of upside at each pick. The Kyle Kuzma pick, I don't know maybe if how I feel about that. Maybe that's my category league brain stepping in and and um, questioning that pick there. But I feel like I got good value elsewhere, and um, I am happy that I managed to snipe you on a couple of picks with Eason. Mm. <laughs> and um, I can't remember. I think there was another one else there. But pretty happy with how my team went there. I think that assuming injuries, I should be up towards the top there. Of course, fan, uh, sorry, Yahoo doesn't have the uh, fantasy points projections on a couple of my rookies there. So um, I think the standings will be yeah a little bit askew there. But um, walk, let's walk through your team and uh, and your thought process for those guys just to wrap it up. Uh, yeah, look, I'm fairly fairly happy with my team. As I said, it's not a format that I I'm super familiar with. Um, although one, I mean one one thing that is enjoyable, I suppose, about points leagues is that well, yeah, I mean they are enjoyable because there is less strategy, so you can just pick up players purely based on on their numbers. Um, but I found that, I mean, just looking through my squad there, there's a few familiar names, but there's actually a few guys in there that I wouldn't draft in a category. That's right, yeah. So it, it, is, it is fun to have other guys on your on your roster, like Zion. I don't have him anywhere. Yep. Ben Simmons, there's no way I'm taking him that high in a category league. Yep. Um, Colin Sexton, I don't have him. RJ Barrett, I wouldn't touch him. So, yeah, look, I, I don't, in terms of the build of my roster, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, the Caruso pick, yeah, maybe, I don't know, maybe we, maybe that pays off if, if he actually is healthy and plays 32 minutes a night, but, um, yeah, I don't mind the Patrick Williams. I mean, it's your last Harris pick. Robert. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those last picks are, are, are fine. And, and I sniped a couple of your guys as well, which is nice. So it's, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> what goes so around no, comes no. around there. Yeah. So no, yep. no, look, I'm, I'm generally pretty happy with it. Um, yeah, hey, I think no, no that, complaints. that's all good. So um, let us know what you guys think. If you thought there were some terrible picks or some great picks in there, let us know down in the comments on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys are subscribed. We've got plenty of uh, content coming out. Um, if you want to check out ballboysnba.com and get yourself a season draft guide for just 10 bucks, you'll set yourself up for the entire season. We've got our rankings over there. Articles are dropping hard and fast at the moment. We've just, uh, we're going to be putting up a Q&A podcast where all the subscribers ask their questions over there. But otherwise, guys, thumb up the video, subscribe, and we'll see you guys next time. Laters.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.